Hello, hello, welcome to the CC space, which is all about conservation and conversations. My name is Sarah, I'm your host. Okay, now, this episode is actually a super cool one and might be my favorite of the bunch, and I did not expect that at all. Like, it was all coming together, and you know, I was thinking to myself, like, oh man, this is gonna be so good. I'm getting so much stuff, and it's all so cool. FYI, I'm going to say cool a lot in this episode because, I mean, that's just what it is. But anyway, this episode, we're going to be focusing on this little thing called microplastics. Now, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you have an understanding that plastic is a huge issue our planet is facing right now. We don't know what to do with it or how to take care of it all. We have so much. It's in our rivers, bays, forests, oceans. Actually, side note, aside from what this podcast episode is about, we actually have this thing called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which is an area of about 1.6 million, you heard that right, million kilometers in the Pacific Ocean that is just floating plastic. And fun fact, if the emphasis on million didn't drive it home for you on how big this Great Garbage Patch really is, That's about three times the size of France, the country. So let that sink in while I I tell you about how there's even more plastic in our oceans than that. A study actually even found that there's an estimated minimum of about 5.25 trillion particles. I really should have saved the emphasis for trillion because that's like, oh my God, that literally just blows my mind. But all of that is floating in our oceans, and I mean, if I'm being honest, I personally think that that number is a lot higher by now since this study came out a few years ago, and I mean, we definitely haven't done the best job of cleaning up the oceans since then. But bottom line, pretty much everywhere on this planet, there's some kind of plastic pollution, and well, if you didn't know any of that, I hope your mind is sufficiently blown like mine was, and you're about to know a whole lot more about plastic on our planet than just that. But anyway, back on topic, microplastics is the general term that refers to plastic particles that are about five millimeters and smaller. So think not super tiny, but tiny. I mean, it goes all the way down to super tiny, but five millimeters is say kind of the head of a stud earring or about, you know, a larger grain of rice. I don't know how to put this in the best example. I literally Googled examples of five millimeters and nothing that I think anyone would recognize other than like super specific people. But I mean, back to it, actually microplastics are just the worn down pieces of larger plastic that's been out as pollution for a long time. So say a milk jug falls out of the back of your truck and into a nearby river. Over time, as the jug gets knocked around against rocks and other things, it'll wear down into smaller and smaller pieces of plastic since plastic doesn't really break down or decompose. It just gets smaller and smaller. And these are much harder to remove from the environment because you know one jug is much easier to pick up and throw away it has a handle it's big it's noticeable like you can tell it's not supposed to be there you know give it 
10 years and now it's in 500 little tiny pieces that I mean your eye just might not pick up if you're just glancing or they're all spread out they've spread away from each other some are down river some end up in our oceans and you know they're just harder to find and harder to collect even professionals with like professional strainers like they don't always get all of it but you know even they say it's hard to collect so not only does this create essentially more plastic in the ocean that needs to be removed but now it's just an even bigger issue to the life in our oceans and i'm sure we've all seen the pictures and headlines of stuff like plastic and metal being found in shark stomachs or seen videos or pictures of sea turtles eating plastic bags thinking it's their jellyfish, their food, but now it's actually coming out that there's actually much more plastic being found in fish and ocean life than we previously thought. And I found a common trend that when scientists have studied groups of different fish and invertebrates for plastic consumption, the average rate is from about 15 to 30% of their samples from that sample size actually having plastic ingested into their systems and I think that that's just wild and I mean honestly I'm surprised it's not higher but the fact that you know in fish in our oceans that we consume and you know you just see them swimming around they have plastic in their bodies and again I think that that is just flat out wild and this other than being obviously outputting to us like i can't imagine having plastic that i've you know eaten and it's now in my system it has horrible effects on the fish and the other marine life that actually ingest it it can lead to movement impairment a false sense of not feeling hungry since they can't actually digest what they've eaten you know plastic it's just not digestible and just overall their body condition just decreases, which is never nice to hear about. That's so sad. And I mean, one other thing that I came across that I can't believe I didn't think of when I first thought about what microplastic means for life in the ocean, specifically is what about the filter feeders? And I mean, now it makes so much sense. I'm gonna have to let you guys know the name of this paper that I found while I was looking for info on this stuff because it's just full of really cool things about this topic. But yeah, anyway, what about the filter feeders? I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with this topic, but I'm gonna make you guys hear about it now. These are some of the life forms that are considered most exposed to microplastics, and I mean, it makes sense. Filter feeders filter out what's floating in the water to find their food usually different kinds of plankton and krill and stuff like that. But now that there are these tiny plastic pieces floating all around in the water, it's also being consumed by these filter feeders because they think it's either food or their food is all mixed in with it because it's trying to find shelter. And I just thought that even though it seems like such a simple thing, now that I'm like saying it out loud, I just, I don't know why, but I found it so interesting. I hope you do too, or else that's like a pretty solid chunk of this episode where I'm just like, oh my God, listen about this filter feeder thing. But, and I mean, it's very sad, don't get me wrong. It's awful that this is happening right now. But for some reason, I my brain just hooked onto that when I read that in this article. And I could go on and on about this topic, but unfortunately I am like rapidly approaching my timeline and I'm so sad about it. 
But, you know, just to wrap it up, I think that this is going to become such a huge aspect of ocean conservation here in the future as this gets more publicity. And I hope that we get a handle on what we're going to do with all this plastic we're creating and essentially dumping in our oceans because, as I said in the first episode, there are so many problems our oceans are facing. But after what I've read about this stuff, I think that this is going to be one of the largest that we need to tackle and we need to get it figured out and it needs to be soon. And that is why I'm so happy I decided to do an episode on this for this series, you know, on microplastics, because even I learned so much when I was looking into the content and trying to find stuff to talk about. Because, you know, obviously we see the big stock photos everywhere of turtles eating plastic bags and the plastic soda rings around the necks of different ocean animals. And that's still really important. And I get sad. I mean, even talking about it gets me so down. And it's still so important that we get those examples out there. But really, our ocean's plastic issues are far larger than those examples and just what the general public sees. And it's a little bit sad that most of the world doesn't know how extensively this plastic has made its way into our ecosystems. Now, again, like I said, unfortunately, I wish I could just keep going with this, but our time limit is almost up. And before I forget the article that I told you guys about that was really cool, and I found out all this cool stuff about was from, let me see, it was called Plastics and Microplastics in the Oceans from Emerging Pollutants to Emerge Threat from Marine Environmental Research. You can find it on Science Direct along with a lot of other cool stuff on this topic if you wanna know more. But I hope you've enjoyed your time here in the CC space. Tune in or check out other episodes. They're jam-packed with even more environmental and conservation topics. Hopefully I'll see you out there in the wild.